Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome back to Wrestling and Dreaming. After a two-week break for the High Holy Days, I'm now going to once again resume these weekly podcasts where I talk about issues of Jewish tradition, Jewish thought, the holidays, Parsha Shavuot, the portion of the week, events taking place in the world from the perspective of Jewish thought, always with an idea of wrestling with difficult questions, but also celebrating uh, a hope and the vision, I think, that our tradition provides for us. We're approaching the holiday of Sukkot. Sukkot was known as, and is known in our tradition, as Zeman Simchatenu, the time of our joy. It comes from references in the Torah where this was considered to be a great holiday of celebration, the celebration of the harvest, the celebration of God's bounty. In fact, Sukkot is actually the inspiration behind the American holiday of Thanksgiving. So it's a, it's a critical holiday. It's a holiday of joy, a festival of joy, in which we celebrate with the lulav and the etrog, the symbols of the holiday. We sit out in the sukkah enjoying good food with family and friends, etc. But in ancient times, the holiday of Sukkot had its very, very serious side, and we adopt some of that through one of the traditions in the synagogue known as the Hoshanot. The word Hoshana means save us. And it was traditional in the time of the temple to have processions around the temple in which the words Hosanna, Hoshana was said. And the idea was it was a plea to God for a good rainy season so that next year's crops could be plentiful. So even though we were celebrating there was still the idea that there was concern for the future. And so the celebration was balanced with that concern. And that's what I want to speak about in this episode of the podcast, how we find the proper place for enjoyment in our lives. And what does Jewish tradition say about that? And in order to get into the discussion, I want to say a few words of tribute to a man whose death a couple of weeks ago has touched me deeply, much more deeply than I thought it would. And that is American singer, songwriter, and uh, performer Jimmy Buffett. I love Jimmy Buffett's songs. I am not—I do not consider myself a parrothead, one of his 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 fanatic fans, because I've never been to—I'd never been to a concert, and I don't know all of his songs. But the ones I know, I love, and uh, I just found him to be a very captivating entertainer. At the same time, I have to say that I don't particularly appreciate or, or, or uh, advocate the philosophy of life behind many of his songs, not all of them, behind many of them, which stressed a hedonistic life, uh, completely uh, dedicated to having fun, often with an abundance of alcohol. I, I have to take a step back from that, a huge step back from that, and say I enjoy his music, but don't necessarily buy into that philosophy of life still, he brought me great joy. His songs brought me great joy. And that's very, very important because finding places of joy in our lives are really critical. I was thinking about all of this because I read a commentary the other day from the rabbi known as the Chafetz Chaim. And his commentary was on a verse from the book of Ecclesiastes, which in fact we read on the holiday of Sukkot. And the most famous part of this book, Ecclesiastes, Kohelet in Hebrew, is the section which the author, traditionally thought to be King Solomon, 
says there is a time for every, there's a season for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to dance and a time to mourn. I'm sure you're familiar with that section, if not from Ecclesiastes, then certainly from the song Turn, Turn, Turn from the 1960s. So we know that there's a balance in this world. So the Chavetz Chaim raises a question, which I don't think is really a legitimate question, but it's an interesting answer that he gives, so I'll raise the question. He says, why is it that every, while every section of that part of, uh, of Ecclesiastes offers opposites, this one doesn't. This one says a time to be born and a time to die. It should say there is a time to live and a time to die. I don't agree with him. I think that it, 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 it is the opposite to say a time to be born and a time to die. But, I'll, but again, his answer is fascinating. He says the reason it doesn't say there's a time to live is because with all of the troubles, with all of the sorrows, with all of the burdens of our lives, there's really no time to live. I don't know what possessed him to say that, and I don't know what was going on in his life that made him as cynical or sad as that, but I don't think that's a good philosophy to live by. I think we need to find sources in our tradition which tell us that it's okay to enjoy life, and I'm going to give you one of them right now. Uh, in, in the Jerusalem Talmud, we read that Rabbi Chezkiah says in the name of Rav, in the future world, a person will have to give account for everything his eyes saw, yet he did not eat. There are those of us, including myself, who misquoted this tradition terribly, but in a very captivating way by saying one of the questions that God will ask us at the time of death is not after our death and the final judgment is not did you find not only did you find the time to study Torah? Did you were you honest in your business dealings? The way that the Talmud says that that's one of the those are some of the questions God will ask us in this final judgment. But that God will also ask us: Did you take advantage of the per permitted pleasures of the world? I don't think that text exists anywhere, but it's the it's a commentary perhaps on this particular question of uh, statement of Rabbi Cheskia. Did you take advantage of that which was permitted to you? I love that. We have a world, a world that, that offers us so many opportunities for enjoyment, for pleasure. And it is, I believe, Jewish tradition that says we should embrace that. That, that yes, we have obligations, obligations in general, obligations to Jewish law, but we need to find ways to, to enjoy life. And if we don't, we're really missing something and we're missing something that God wants from us. Now, to take one verse from the one sentence from the Talmud, from the hundreds of thousands or millions, whatever it is, of words in the Talmud, and certainly millions of words of Jewish tradition, and say this is the foundation of, of a philosophy of Judaism, probably we would be, probably would be mistaken. But we have another tradition within Jewish life, which is certainly a profoundly important and foundational part of, of our lives which says the same thing, and that is what we know as a birkot nehanin, the blessings that we say when we benefit from something in this world. There's a blessing to be said for everything, for enjoying a beautiful tree, for enjoying a beautiful piece of fruit. The Shechianu, which most of the time, almost all of the time, celebrates a happy occasion that we observe and thanking God for bringing us life and enabling us to reach this happy occasion. Whether we say these blessings or not, 
And that I leave up to the individual, whether you have that discipline to say the blessings. The reality is that what these blessings want us to do is to enjoy the world, but with the acknowledgement, with the understanding that these are blessings that have been given to us and that we want to be grateful for them and be grateful for their source and be grateful and, and thank the source of the blessings for them. So the tradition is not, don't enjoy good fruit, enjoy good fruit, but say a blessing. Understand where that enjoyment comes from. The blessings also really help us to do something else. They help us to understand the concept of boundaries. Because the truth is that unlike the music that the words of the music that Jimmy Buffett uh, often professed and often <laughs> advocates in his songs, at least uh, in, in, in the way that they've been understood by some people, uh, it's not always five o'clock, so to speak, to, to borrow a line from his song. It's, there are times where we have obligations. And, even, and so we have to understand that we celebrate within the, the boundaries of having other obligations. And even the things that we benefit from we benefit from best with obligations. I used to teach this to my fifth grade class at the Hebrew Day School here in Ann Arbor when I was called upon to uh, do the Jewish uh, spiritual uh, component of their curriculum on human growth and development, the sex education curriculum. I'm not going to go into the details of what I said to them, but what I, the most important thing was that when we talk about enjoying something in Jewish tradition, we talk about it enjoying it with, within boundaries. And I would say to them, just as an example, what's your favorite food? You like pizza? How many pieces of pizza can you eat before you get sick? And don't you think the next time you're going to eat less than that so that you don't get sick from eating too much pizza? That was my way of talking to them at the beginning of the discussion about boundaries. And this is something that's very important for all of us. Yes, we celebrate in this world. We enjoy this world. We should benefit from this world. We should celebrate the opportunities for pleasure, but always with the idea of fulfilling our obligations and with the idea of recognizing that celebrating within boundaries is the best way to bring pleasure to the world and bring pleasure to our lives. So as we approach this holiday of Zaman Simchatenu, the time of our joy, it's good to remember what I believe our tradition teaches about our world. Yes, we are, we'll be in some way, in some, whether it's in a, a matter of, of divine judgment or just looking back on our lives at some point. We will regret, and we should regret, not taking advantage of the pleasures that are permitted to us in this world within the context of fulfilling our obligations within the context of recognizing boundaries. But if Sukkot teaches us one thing, it's that it's part of our tradition to be joyous and to find joy in the world. And I hope that you, as we approach this holiday of Sukkot and in every day of your life, that we'll find moments of joy and celebrate them. Until next time, thank you.